Hey guys, how are you doing today? So welcome to the Little Bits of Stuff podcast. And today's episode, it's the Foodie Friday with Udeme. I am a clinical dietitian and nutritionist. So what are we talking about today? Oh, before I go further, I want to wish you a happy new month and welcome to the second quarter of the year 2022. So have you ever noticed that you eat something at night and then in the middle of the night, you find that your tummy is paining, you're like, ah, I'm stooling, I'm vomiting. What, what, people now start asking you, what did you eat? What did you eat? Most times you have eaten something that has been contaminated with either a poisonous substance or with bacteria. So our topic today is foodborne illnesses. How you can keep yourself safe from um, contacting foodborne illnesses from the foods and the drinks that you take every day. So first, let me introduce what foodborne illnesses are. They are illnesses that are transmitted to humans through their food, their water, their drinks. But apparently, whatever it is that goes into your mouth and has been contaminated can give you foodborne illnesses. You know, it can be food poisoning and all of that. But in most cases, it's usually what we eat or what we drink. So I want to tell you the symptoms of foodborne illnesses. How do I know that I have foodborne illnesses? Because some of us would think, ah, maybe I should take that drugs. Maybe, I, you know, you begin to think of something outside. Meanwhile, is what you ate or what you drank the day before or two days, even two or three days before, earlier that could be affecting you and making you have discomfort. So how do I know I have foodborne illnesses? Number one, I notice that I have diarrhea. Diarrhea means you're stooling and you're pooing for a long time for a period of time and in the stool you're finding some blood particles that is an indication that you have um, foodborne illness so it's important that you do something about it fast when, when, whenever you find that you are stooling for too long and you can find blood particles in your stool that shows that you have foodborne illness and then secondly another thing you used to know that you have foodborne illness is the fact that you have diarrhea that lasts more than three days for instance maybe i i, I feel discomfort i've been pooing since like wednesday thursday and today is friday so by friday evening i have the right to say that yes i think i have foodborne illness another thing you can use to know that you have foodborne illness is that you are vomiting for too long like you just keep throwing up, you keep throwing up, you don't understand why you are throwing up. It's most likely that it's what you have eaten a day or even that, even that day can affect you. And then it can lead to dehydration. Another thing you would you know when you, when, you, when you know you have, one of the symptoms you know that you have foodborne illnesses is the fact that you have difficulty in breathing and swallowing stuff. You can't swallow saliva sometimes, you can't swallow water, you can't swallow anything, and you have difficulty in breathing. That shows that you most likely have foodborne illness. Another thing I think you would also observe is that you begin to have fever. Fever means you have a high temperature beyond the normal body temperature that you should have. And then you're feeling feverish, you're sweaty. It is a possibility that you have foodborne illnesses. And then another thing you can notice when you have foodborne illness is the fact that you have headaches. You know, headaches, you can begin to have headaches. You can, sometimes you can even have a, a couple of these symptoms, like more than one, two, three. You can be having diarrhea at the same time. You can be vomiting. At the same time, you can even have, um, um, what do they call it? You can be having temperature, like you can be feverish. You can have fever. And then you can even have headaches. Sometimes your heart beats, you know, is, is panting so fast. Like you're wondering, what's wrong with me? So it could be that. And then the last on that is, um, you begin to find that you're losing weight. That there's muscle weakness. You are very tired and then you find that it's someone that was you know being very very alive very pretty very all fine fine 
some days ago and the moment they start stooling and they have diarrhea you find that after some days they are looking really lean looking stressed their eyes are even sunken so all the symptoms i just mentioned could be indicators that you have foodborne illnesses especially when you notice those symptoms after you have taken in something it can be food it can be water okay so i want to tell you four simple ways that can help you and i prevent us from having um, foodborne illnesses i can also say that there are seven ways you can help keep your food safe from bacteria because the truth is most of the times it's either you have a poisonous substance or you have a growth of bacteria in your food or drink that could have led to the foodborne illnesses so number one thing is clean number one simple way you can prevent yourself from contacting foodborne illnesses is the fact that you have to clean so what do i mean by that let me explain some examples on that clean or the things that you should do under the clean you know um, point number one it is important that before you even think of eating or touching any food substances you are supposed to wash your hands thank god for covid it made us aware of constantly of washing our hands but since covid is going on people are beginning to just take food on the road without washing their hands dip your hand and take meat so i want to indulge i want to um encourage all of us most times when especially when you're even stepping out of the house or you just came back and you found something yummy around in the kitchen cooking it should occur to you that you should have um you have tossed, touched some substances or you would have touched some surfaces that would have had bacteria or infect or um deaths so it will not be advisable for you to go ahead and eat um, from those substances and um, from the food without not washing your hands. So it's important that the first thing you do is you wash your hands properly. You know, there's a, there's a way WHO has said we should wash our hands. You wash in between your fingers, you scrub them neatly very well, and then that's, that goes on to it. So secondly, another thing I want us to do is ensure that your work service is neat. Most times you want to cook and then we just we find a, a, a surface that is already dirty and oily. Instead of us to use soap and sponge to wash our work surface properly when we, when we are about to cook, we just pour water and then we just walk away. No, it's expected that you're supposed to clean your work surface with, if possible, warm water with soap, you know, and clean it properly. And we clean water, not using the water you've already used to wash rice or wash meat to come and use to clean your surface. That is not appropriate. So it's important that you wash your hands, wash your work surfaces, and then your utensils, the knife you want to use, the spoon you want to use, the pots, the bowls, everything that you know you are going to need for cooking your meals. It's important that you wash them properly you know to avoid uh, to prevent contamination of bacteria or even dust it does not matter even if you just used it yesterday or you washed it as long as you, you've not used it for a while it is important or appropriate for you to properly wash them before you use them again okay another thing i want to talk about is if you have a wound maybe something happened the last time you were cooking you cut your hands it's advisable or appropriate for you to clean up the wound and tie it properly so that there is no food drop in um, there's no blood drop in the food that you're preparing i can imagine that and if it's possible don't even cook for that period or you keep your cuts properly cleaned and covered do you understand uh -huh. so another thing i want to talk about is when you have fruits and vegetables please clean them with clean water before eating them i find that most time when we go around and you know in town to buy fruits because we're really craving for the fruit we don't even have patience we just get the fruit from the food vendor and we tear it the next thing we're doing we're already eating it you were not there when those fruits were cut 
you were not there when they were purchased. You are not sure if they have been washed. So in order to prevent foodborne illnesses, it is important that you wash your fruits and your vegetables properly before you even consume them. And if you are not sure and you are in doubt, you can maybe buy water on the road or properly wait till you get to the house so you can wash it clean. And then also, most importantly, our shank. Mm, we are all guilty of this. The shank where you wash your things at home. Some of us, our shanks are so dirty. Like the sink where you keep, um, where you wash your wash hand basin bowl is so dirty. So I want to encourage us every now and then, ensure that your shank, your water shank, your water surface where you usually wash your hands is properly cleaned. All right. So that's for clean. The second way you can, um, second thing you can do to prevent yourself from um, having foodborne illnesses is to separate. What am I separating? Most of my father that we buy things from the market and then we put everything together when we get to the house. So it's important that we separate the raw foods from the cooked food. Even in the fridge, it's supposed to be a demarcation where you keep your raw foods and another place where you keep your cooked food. Don't put them together because of cross-contamination. What do I mean by that? For instance, if I have to buy meat or I have to buy fish from the market, in most cases, we just come, we, we, we wash and then we just dump it together. Maybe the first layer of your fridge will have um, the, the frozen, the, the fresh um, uh, meat and beef. And then the next layer would be your bowl of already cooked soup or stew. No, it's not supposed to be so. There's supposed to be a segment where if at all you have to use the same food for the both of them, it's advisable that you arrange the cooked food up and first. Then you put the raw food down. Do you understand? But if you have a bigger freezer, you can put compartments where they are. They don't have to be together in the same place. I hope you're getting what I'm saying. All right. Another thing is that make sure that when, after you have cooked your food and you want to serve, make sure you serve them in clean plates. I know that we are very guilty of this. We say, eh, hey, we just finished eating this um, with this plate like five or ten minutes ago. And you can serve me now. Why do I have to wash it? So I'm telling you today that it's impossible that we wash our plates um, and serve them, serve our cooked food on clean plates. And then lastly, if it's possible, don't use the same cutting board that you use for your meat, your poultry, your seafoods, and use that same cutting board to do to cut your fruits and vegetables, there could be cross-contamination. And if you're in a case where you cannot get separate ones, ensure that after you have cut your beef and your poultry properly, ensure that you wash that surface with soap and water really, really well. Because most times the blood, um, the, the, the juice from the raw meat still sticks on the board. And then you bring on your fresh fruits to wash and then you cut them. The juice from the, the blood or the blood, black only the juice, from the meat will enter your fruit and you end up eating it and then you're wondering ah, why am i having stomach pain why am i having food bone illnesses so that's number two then number three i want to also talk about cook the first point i mentioned for us to clean properly second point i talk about us separating raw foods from cooked food and then the third point today is for us to cook our food properly i notice that most times we just cook um, for a few minutes and we don't even most times even check if our meat is tender. for instance let me use meat we don't check if the meat is tender and it's not advisable to taste meat that is not soft because in that time at that point there's still um this um, rawness around your beef so don't taste your meat until it's very tender when you use and don't just put your hands in fire and remove meat and taste no use a fork 
to pierce through your meat, or your beef, your chicken, whatever it is that you're cooking, your animals, whatever you're cooking, use a fork to pierce through to be sure that it is soft before you throw it into your mouth because just from doing that you can introduce toxins or bacteria into your system and then you begin to have stomach pain and then you most likely will come down with foodborne illnesses so ensure that you keep and um, cook your meat and your poultry properly at the right temperature also ensure that you don't put large chunks of meat or turkey in microwave oven i've seen us you know we're in the 21st century and we're in the first generation everybody wants everything fast fast one thing I want to advise you is that there's a temperature in the microwave that is not evenly distributed. So when you put chicken or turkey into microwave to cook, some are usually undercooked. Some parts will be undercooked and some parts will be overcooked. So at the end of the day, when you eat such meat, you find that you're introducing bacteria into your system. So if you have to cook, please use a pot and a stove, maybe a fire, whatever it is that you have around you, and cook your meat properly. If you have to use a microwave, maybe touch it to thaw or defrost or warm your food, but don't use it to cook hard stuff like your meat and your beef. All right, so another thing is that cook your seafood properly. Eat only well-cooked food. Whenever you are in doubt of a particular food, please don't eat it. Don't say, ah, I've had this thing since morning now. I don't want to waste it. I don't want to throw it away. Whenever you are in doubt of food, of any kind of food, make sure that you throw it away. And then heat your leftover food properly. Heat your leftover food properly. So the last thing I want to talk about on the four simple things that you can do to prevent foodborne illnesses is chill. Chill means refrigerate your food. It's advisable that um, whatever you take home, maybe for instance, you bought something from home. Maybe we went out, you went, um, maybe you went to work or you went to school and then you had the leftover food. You are supposed to refrigerate it within two hours of getting home. Once it's beyond two hours, you should warm that food before refrigerating it. And also, whatever you have leftover and you have to put it in the fridge, make sure that you consume that leftover within two to three days of use. Do you get? Are you following me? Okay. So also, I want to talk about refrigerating. I am of the opinion that if you, I'm that if you want to store um, raw meat, raw fish, raw beef, it's important that you steam them a little. Maybe just with a pinch of salt and onions. You steam it before you transfer it into a nice bowl and put it in the fridge. Why am I saying so? Number one, it reduces the risk of it getting spot on time, even when there's no light. Because what makes meat and fish get spot on time most times is the red, is the red juice or the blood from the meat. Because you cannot completely finish, you cannot automatically finish washing your beef properly. There will still be blood even when you put it inside the fridge. So it's important that you cook your beef and your fish and your snail properly before storage. And then when you have to cook it, Ensure that you use a flat plate to store your beef and store your chicken before um, putting it in the fridge because it prevents water or the juice of the meat from dropping or dripping on the floor. Okay, I hope you've been able to learn one or two things from today's podcast. Remember, four simple ways you can prevent yourself from having foodborne illnesses. Remember to boil it, remember to cook it, or you peel it, or you then forget about it. All right, thank you for staying to, um, to the show. I'll see you next Friday. Bye for now.